Hello and welcome back to the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. It's been quite a while since I've done a solo episode and uh, well the reason is I've been quite busy and today's podcast is all about time management, being busy and in particular looking at four beliefs around time management that I imagine could be holding you back. So we're going to dive in. This is actually going to be part one of two podcasts as there's quite a lot to say. So in today's podcast we're going to be looking at the beliefs and in the second part we're going to be looking at how to change those beliefs. So if you've ever wondered why managing time is so difficult, firstly, you're really not alone. Feeling too busy, feeling overwhelmed and not feeling in control of of our time are common feelings for many. And they stop leaders from sometimes even embarking on their biggest goals. So maybe you feel that you don't have enough time for yourself to think about your own leadership and career and to focus on the aspects of your life that are important to you. It's so common to feel that we are on a bit of a hamster wheel with many competing demands and we're left asking the question, well, where to start? So in my work with many busy senior leaders, I see that the first step is realising that you're not alone. Secondly, whilst it may feel counterintuitive, taking time to even think about this is necessary and the very fact that you're listening into this podcast is a great sign. And in this sense, there, there really isn't a magic wand or a shortcut to deciding to allocate time to reflecting on how you use time, but more importantly, what you believe about time. Because remember, what you believe and how you see the world is what determines your actions. So if we can examine those beliefs and maybe change them, we can also change our actions. So there are four core beliefs around time that I see holding leaders back. Number one is the very belief that time is the problem. And this belief that I need to do more um, work, I need to work harder, I need to be more efficient, I need to do more. Number two is that busy means successful. So not having much time means I'm successful. Number three is the should word. I should spend time doing whatever that might be. And number four, that downtime is a luxury. So we're going to take each one in turn and just have a quick look at them. But if you'd like to look at this in more detail, I've actually written up an article and it will be on the blog. So if you go to anncollinscoaching.com and go to resources, you'll find the blog and you'll find the full article written up there. So let's look at belief number one, that time is the problem. So when we think we are too busy, we often understandably think that not enough time is the problem, that we don't have enough time to do everything that we want to do. And this is often the very first thing that leaders say to me, that they don't have enough time, they've got too much to do, that they're exhausted and that they're not being efficient. Something needs to change. But actually, what we find is that efficiency is rarely the issue. And in fact, it can be 101 other things. But this belief in greater efficiency and time saving, um, it can lead us down fairly interesting route and a productive route to at some point and it can take leaders to a certain level but it doesn't enable them in itself to develop the higher level key skills of a great leader. And frequently leaders who are in this phase benefit from stepping back and taking time to consider what they want to be as a leader and to consider what leadership really means to them. 
often this means that on reflection they realize that they need to shift gears in terms of what is required in their role and by shifting gears I don't mean going faster but actually changing the the way that they're thinking about their role and their place in that and also what other people around them need to be doing. So in order to progress as a leader the time spent doing generally becomes less and we see this often when people who are experts are promoted into leadership roles because they've they're very used to being an expert but unfortunately what happens is that uh, when experts are promoted they they lose that sense of being expert because being an expert is no longer as important as being able to influence and impact and empower other people and this can work out very well for people who are interested in making that shift but equally for people who enjoy the expert role it can be a bit of a challenge because if you hold on to the role of expert as well as leading at a high level the job often becomes overwhelming and furthermore there is a great risk that you don't fully empower those on your team by allowing them to take responsibility because when we're at that level, when we are an expert, but we are leading, as I said, the ability to influence and inspire and support and facilitate the growth of others um, really outshines the other part of being expert. So moving into and accepting that higher level of leadership requires often a total shift in how people see their role, their purpose, and in turn, their time. So solutions to this rather complex problem are therefore very individual, but starting with planning in time on a weekly basis, without meetings, without calls, without emails, to reflect on the week and plan for the next week, but bearing in mind really what your role is right now and where you would like it to be, and in doing so, reflecting on the overarching priorities. I think this is an excellent and usually manageable place to start. It doesn't require a huge amount of time, in fact. What it requires is, is, is concentration on you. So to conclude that uh, first part, revisiting what your role as a leader needs to look like, rather than seeking to cram more into each day and be more and more efficient, is, is a really key part of the puzzle. And to be honest, it's an important and ongoing exercise. It's not, uh, it's not something that's often done in one go, because as, you, as your role develops, as you develop, that's going to change. But giving yourself time to do that on a regular basis is, uh, is I, I feel, time well spent. So looking at belief number two, that busy means successful. So as a status symbol of success, being constantly busy has, I think, become synonymous with having a senior role and, and being very successful, at least in Anglo-Saxon cultures. And interestingly, as many of you know that I live in France, and in my experience of living and working in France, being busy is generally not worn as a badge of honour. And my goodness, how liberating that is, and I have embraced it fully so this cultural difference has highlighted to me the possibility, the strong possibility, that it is really a culture of busyness that is also part of the problem. So this culture of busyness, if we're going to work against that and question it, it, it requires, I think, a deep change of belief around what success means to us and crucially what success looks like for you. Can you be successful and not busy? 
and what could replace this vision of success. So clarifying our vision of success is actually an important part of challenging this belief and also challenging our belief around time. And I think to do this, it's useful to ask ourselves a a couple of questions. Now, how does being busy serve you honestly? Does it serve you? For some people, it will to some extent. But what would serve you better? Is being busy, does does that have the place that you want it to have? And I would say as part of that, you know, watch, watch what you say to others and to yourself. How often do you say you are too busy when actually that it becomes a bit of a cop out rather than telling being very specific? So what could you say instead? So, for example, it could be that you have too much to do and you're overloaded and you need to find a solution. Or it could be I'm really enjoying my work. It's definitely stimulating. There is a lot to do. So too busy could be taken in many many different ways that's just two examples but if you're if you're doing what you love in the way you enjoy being busy is is part of success isn't it but if you're not then being busy isn't the problem is it so that's a a belief that I think is is really an important one particularly in Anglo-Saxon cultures and uh, and one that I feel that many many people benefit from just having a quick think about so belief number three, the the should word. So I should spend more time doing X, Y, Z. When we believe we should do something with time, alarm bells should ring. Do you want to be doing that? What are the consequences? Time spent in should mode is probably not time aligned to your purpose and so will hold you back from achieving your personal goals. Now, of course, organisational goals and other obligations may not always align with your personal goals, but enough of them need to align so that the should does not arise that much. And I think being attentive to the should word is a great place to start to question this belief. So there may be activities that are important and that we are obliged to do and that we don't enjoy much and that take a lot of time. So for me, a a very simple example might be cooking the dinner every evening. At one level, it's a should, we need to eat. However, when I go back to my purpose, that having time with my family is important to me, I can reframe that as being the vehicle to having that time together when we sit down. So the act of cooking becomes less of a should because I've seen the bigger purpose behind it. So that's one way of dealing with shoulds. Another way, of course, is to ask the question, can I delete it? Can I delegate it? Can I delay it? Or can I reframe it as above? So the should word, watch for that because it's draining. Belief number four, that downtime is a luxury. So this was a personal block of mine that really took me some time to shift. I have to to, uh, um, admit probably, you know, 49 years to shift. So because I believed that downtime was to be essentially earned by achieving. So a belief like this is often ingrained from childhood and it is especially prevalent amongst good students. So at its worst, it can lead someone being unable to rest and feeling guilty about taking time off to recharge and enjoy their life, which is often completely at odds with their purpose. So taking time to question this belief 
is, is a really important one. And what it often comes down to is realising that we can have both. You know, this, this phrase of you can't have it all. Well, I wonder if we can. I think it's an interesting question to ask and keep an open mind about. So that finishes our part one of this topic. Join me again for part two, which is going to be all about how can we change these beliefs? So if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave me a review and let me know what you thought of it. And uh, please join me again on another Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast. Bye bye.